Well, as the buckets go by this morning, I'd just like to invite my hubby, Mike, up. And uh, he's got a beautiful word uh, on Remembrance Sunday. Thanks. Fantastic. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, team. Hey, can we take a moment just to honour all of our dream team that serves so faithfully? Uh, this, this music team, creative lights and sound and tech. Love you guys. Our team in the cafe. You're probably giving yourself a hand, but uh, just so great to be in a, in a church where the heart to serve others is uh, at, the, at the forefront of everything we do. Well, uh, this morning is Remembrance Sunday, as Amy has shared. It's, a, it's an opportunity for us to hit pause in our busy lives. You know, life is full. Life is challenging. We face many, many challenges along, along our life. And often the loss of a loved one, it can happen for a moment and, and we go through and then life just carries on. Life doesn't stop, does it? But I, I love the fact that once a year we get to stop, we get to hit pause, we get to take a moment to remember those loved ones that we've lost, those that were significant and important in our lives, and we get to stop and pause and just remember them, remember the impact that they had on our lives. And I, I think if, if we were to ask the question, what, what would they say to us today? I want to explore that today. What would they say to us? What, what would they leave as a message? What, I wonder if they'd say, don't leave anything left in the tank. Don't, don't live a life and hold anything back. Give everything you've got. Don't leave anything unfinished. This morning is about unfinished business. We don't want to have unfinished business. We want to finish the work that God has asked us to complete. As a, as a parent, you know, a child's first words are, he's been he pushed hard for his kids to data, 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 data. Yeah, we got to get it out. You know? And moms are going after that mom, that mama, mama, mama. But the reality is a child's first word, even if it comes out like that, what it means is more food, more food, more food. But what about our, our last words? Do you think our, um, a hero of the faith, John Booth, uh, an Elam pastor for, for over 50 years, he passed away just this year. His son, Daryl, uh, Daryl and Denise, they pastor our Pukekohe campus. Their daughter, Bailey, is, is on our, our staff communications team. So generations have been uh, impacted by his life. Uh, when, when he passed away, he fought a, uh, quite a short battle with cancer. It took him very, very quickly. Uh, in, his, in his last moments, um, he, he was sleeping a lot, was, was, was barely conscious. But in the last few moments before he passed away, he sits up in bed, looks around the room, his whole family gathered. He looks each family member in the eye and says, I love you. 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 Went around the whole room. Then he looks up, smiles, and says something like, he's here, and breathes his last breath. <laughs> Like, what a way to go. Come on, that's, that, that would be my goal, to be surrounded by loved ones and, you know, to know that my job's done. It's time to go. You know, I, I wonder what our loved ones would say to us. I, I believe Jesus, the, he hung on the cross. Every word that he spoke, seven times he spoke on the cross, the, there was significance about every word that he spoke. But I, I believe when he spoke in, in John 19.30, it says when Jesus had tasted it, he, was, he was said, I'm thirsty. I need something to drink. And they gave him some wine to drink. And he, he said, it is finished. It is finished. Then he bowed his head and released his spirit. What a way to go. Jesus had completed his final act. His job was done. Reaching out even on the cross. Reaching out to to 
to John saying, would you take care of my mum? Take care of Mary. Reaching out to the thief on the cross, saying, you'll be with me in paradise. Reaching out to his father in heaven saying, Father, please forgive these people because they don't know what they're doing in crucifying me. Jesus was reaching out the whole time and then he says, it is finished. My work is complete. I wonder if that's what those who have gone before us would say. Make sure you leave with your life complete. The challenge I believe for each of us is empty. To live a full life and to die empty. Would you pray with me this morning as we remember those who have gone before us and as we honor their life and their legacy. Heavenly Father, thank you for your incredible love for us. Thank you that we get to gather in this this moment to remember those that have gone before us. We honor them. We honor their lives, their legacy. Lord, there's, there's grief for many of us still. Lord, for many of us, it's even quite recent. Maybe it's just remembering an anniversary of a, of a passing of a loved one. Thank you, God, you're with us. You, we've sung about that this morning, that you're with us. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. You're with us constantly. We honor you today and give you praise and glory. Amen. There's an amazing story in the Bible about the prophet Elisha. Elisha, and this isn't a story about when he was alive. It was actually a story about when he was dead. I don't know about you, but I don't know how many stories I would have told about me when I'm dead. But uh, this is an interesting one. It says, then Elisha died and was buried. Now, for most of us, it would be full stop, end of story, move on to the next generation, but not for Elisha. Groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once when some Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. I'm like, come on. Imagine being that guy. You know, just all of a sudden, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what is this? What's happening? But there was something about the bones that he touched within the bones of Elisha. For some reason, Elisha didn't die complete, and, and maybe God left that power in him for this incredible story. But is it possible that maybe Elisha still had something in him that needed to be hold something in reserve when we could give everything, live a full life, and die empty? A few thoughts this morning as we just reflect. First thought is what God gives us to be spent on earth must stay on earth. So the things God has given us now, we, we don't get to take with us. We can't spend it in heaven. We can't take the gifts with God and, and, and use it elsewhere. So if there's something left in the tank, the reality is there's someone we probably didn't get around to helping. Now, if, if I gave Pete a, a farmer's voucher and he rocked up to Rebel Sport going, hey, I'd like to spend my farmer's voucher, they'd probably say, I'm sorry, the currency doesn't, doesn't equate here. You can't spend your money here. You can try, but it's not going to work. So you're supposed to be spent at farmers, right? In the same way, we can't take what we have here on earth back to heaven. We've got to spend it here. We've got to empty the bank account. We've got to leave everything here so that when we get to heaven, we know we've done what we've been asked to do. Romans 12, 6, it says, In His grace, this is God's grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Oh, certain things well. Oh, yeah. When I was growing up, it was 
kind of, you've got to be a well-rounded person. You've got to, you've got to be good at everything. You know, you, if, if you're not good at something, work on that and improve on it. My philosophy on that has changed since I've got older. If you're not good at something, just find someone else who can do it better than you. You know, partner up with them, you know? If you're good at something, you do that as best you can. If you can only find one thing that you're good at, just do everything you can to do that well. And then surround yourself with people who know how to do those other things that you can't do. Marry well, young people, all right? Just think about that. Think about that. <laughs> I won't get myself into trouble there. Carry on, Mike. You know, the quickest way we can get what we want, come on, we all want to get what we want, right? Yeah, that was a bit too quick. <laughs> we all want to give what we want. How do we get what we want? Well, it's really simple. You give that away. You want money? Bubble, it'll come back. You want honor? You want people to honor you? Honor them. If you want love, don't be all grumpy and grouchy. Just challenge is, we have no idea whether it will come back to us. We actually don't have that guarantee. We don't. Because we could treat someone really nicely and they don't treat us right back. But that doesn't mean the principle doesn't still apply. We, we, we have to give for the sake of giving because we know that's right. When we capture that in our head and in our heart, when we live to give, when we live to bless, when we live to serve somebody else, there's no greater feeling than putting a smile on somebody's face. It was cool yesterday. We, I was, Rosie and I were kind of running through the car park of a supermarket. And uh, it, was, it was just starting to pour with rain. And you know, so we were trying to get to the shelter. And I saw this lady struggling with, with you know, she was trying to open a car boot and, and, you know, and just groceries kind of lying there in the trolley. And so I just stopped quickly, emptied everything, chucked it in the back of a car, and ran on. <laughs> and and she, she was like, what was that? Put the smile on her face. She couldn't repay me. She wasn't going to hang around to empty my groceries. But it was a simple act that I think that might have put a smile on her face. Maybe that just made Christmas a little bit better for her. Those little things, those moments, they're actually fun. When we can bless somebody else. God wanted a relationship restored with us and him. Us to be right again. Because in the garden, when we, when we sinned, when Adam and Eve, they chose to disobey God. God wanted to make that right again. Wanted to restore the relationship that had been wrong. And so he went about the process of sending his own son. So that Jesus would give his life so that we could have everything that we were lacking. You know, the only time we're entitled to receive his blessing is when we abide in him. What does it mean to abide? It means to spend time, to be in him, to be with him. You know, Amy and I, in our relationship, we abide. You know, there's this relationship of intimacy that, that we have together in our friendship, and our relationship. The more we spend time with each other, the more we get to know each other. The more I know, I know a little sigh. I know what that means. You know, Amy doesn't even have to say anything. I know just being in her presence what she's thinking and feeling most of the time. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, which is Psalm 37, 4, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he gives us the desires of our heart. It's like, I want to be a millionaire. That's my desire. 
I might still want to be a millionaire, but my reason for wanting to be a millionaire changes. It's like if I had more money, I could give more away. I could offer more employment. I could, I, I, I could do greater things in the kingdom. All of a sudden, the desire changes because why it's actually his desire that God's placed in my heart. So he's already put it in me, even as a kid. God's put it in us already. That's why we've got to unlock it in our children. What, what are you good at? What are you called to do? How are you going to change the world? I love asking that of kids. What are you going to do to change the world? I'm going to be a prime minister. I'm going to be an astronaut. I love seeing that in kids. I love hearing that. It's like, oh, hold on. Don't shoot too high. Let's not be that person that shuts down the dream of a, of a child wanting to change the world. But what an opportunity we have to, to sow into somebody else. See, God's desires become our desires. Our desires are actually God's desires the closer we get to Him. The second thought this morning is that what God has given us is to be passed on to others. What God has given us is to be passed on to others. Jesus spent the last three years of His life in putting into His disciples. And as we read in the the Bible, these disciples weren't perfect. They were far from it. They messed up all the time. They messed up as much and more than I do. There were times where it's, how long do I have to put up with you, says Jesus? Any parents said that about their kids? Spouse? (laughs) How long do I have to put up with you? You're frustrating me. You're just not learning. You're not listening. And yet he kept sowing into his disciples, kept giving them another chance, kept believing in, in them. I wonder how many times Jesus kind of had that thought, maybe if I ditch Judas now, We won't have to go through that thing later. And yet he's still invested in the guy that was about to betray him, knowing what was still to come. When Jesus left this earth, he trained his disciples to go out and multiply what he'd been doing. I'd say a couple of billion people on the planet today, loving Jesus and building his church. I'd say that was a pretty successful operation. (laughs) Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Here we are at the ends of the earth, worshiping God this morning, giving Him honor, giving Him praise. My question is, how many of us will die with the wisdom or the the information or the knowledge or, or whatever it is in us? How many of us will die with that in us and not pass it on to the next generation? Miles Monroe said the richest place in any city is the graveyard. There's a cemetery where every bill entered, every dream that never made it to fruition lies buried. Miles Monroe lost his life tragically in a plane accident many years before anyone would have thought he should. And yet he lived his life to the full. He poured out from the full and he died empty. I know for me, and I shared this a couple of weeks ago, that um, God spoke to me at a conference uh, just this year, saying that um, I had these children's books in me, and I kind of pushed them aside, saying I'm a lead pastor now, I don't do that. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be a, you know, an adult. I don't do kid stuff anymore. God said, but this is who you are. This is who I've called you to be. You've still got stuff in you. And I felt like I'm saying, you're going to be that servant that buried the talent? Or will you dig it up and actually do something with it? 
And I wasn't condemning. It wasn't condescending. I didn't feel that at all. I felt this genuine love from God saying, come on, now's the time. Give it a go. Well, my proof has just arrived. We're about to go to print on the first book. Illustrator's working on book two. We're underway. Hopefully next year we'll get some books. Uh, believing that we're going to see a generation of kids truly know their identity, know how to make good choices, know that they've got a purpose and that they can change the world with the way they live their lives. You know, we've got to take what we've got, you know, the gift that we've been given, and we've got to use it well. Anyone here like fruit mints, tarts? Fruit mints, tarts, yep. How many hate them with a passion? Yeah. It's always easy to split a room with that one, eh? And you could divide, I mean, marriages can, you know, go under some, come under pressure with fruit mints, tarts. How many people think that their grandma makes the best fruit mints, tarts? Yeah, come on. How many people believe that theirs is the best recipe, the only recipe, yeah? How many people would like to get that recipe? Otherwise, we're eating countdown fruit mints tarts. Nothing wrong with a good countdown fruit mints tart, but there's something about passing on a recipe, passing on the knowledge, passing it on to the next generation. We don't want to leave that stuff in us, right? We want to make sure that it's passed on to the next generation. Now, our job is not to keep any secrets, but pass it on. Let people know don't hold on to the wealth of knowledge that we've accumulated over the years. I love it in Proverbs, it says, a wise man stores up an inheritance for his children's children. And it's not just talking about money, I don't believe there, although that's important as well. It's talking about the knowledge, the wisdom, the, the application of life. Pass it on to the generations that would follow. I love as a church that we, we have sat under incredible bro right from the, the outset of the church that they felt in their heart from God have continued to release young leaders way before they were ready, myself included. <laughs> I was a children's pastor, and uh, I, I got to be honest, um, I thought I knew what it was required to lead a church. In fact, I was probably a little bit arrogant, thinking I could do a better job than you. Just, just being honest, as a 30-year-old, as a it's like, give me my shot, I'm ready. I'll show you how it's done. So he gave me a slice of that pie. Gave us an opportunity to, to lead a church. I don't like humble pie. It tastes disgusting. <laughs> I fell on my face so many times. I stumbled over my mistakes. I wasn't ready. And yet I had to kind of step into leadership and make a lot of mistakes along the way. You know, we say we should learn from other people's mistakes. How many people don't? How many people go in the middle of doing that thing? Ah, oh, that's right. I remember Mike said once, or I remember Pete said, or I remember my mum or my dad said, you shouldn't do that, and here I am doing it. We do have to learn from our own mistakes. Unfortunately, that's where the greatest is. Well, I'm grinding through the valley when I'm in the middle of the toughest season, when I'm going through the trial, that's where my character grows. That's why James said it's a gift. When you face trials of many kinds, count as a pure gift. It's like, I don't want that under my Christmas tree. Don't give me that present. You're off my prison list. You give me a trial, but, but actually that's the making of us, right? So the question is, what will we do with that gift? Will we pass it on to the next generation or hold it to ourselves? I love we sit under senior leaders that said, no, no, no. 
I've got the bat and I'm going to hand it to you. Go for it, Mike. You're not ready, but go for it. Give it a shot. Even now, I'm looking at 10, 11, 12, 13-year-olds in our church going, who's going to take the baton off me? Hopefully, I'll get to do it for a couple more years, but I'm going to be running as hard as I can and go, come on, ready, 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 go. And then I'll be cheering you on to the finish like, go, go, go. And I'm spent. I'm done. I'm going, I'm glad my leg's over. I gave it everything. I would hate to go get there and go, oh, I can do another lap. Come on, we want to live our lives and, and spend so that we can bless others. Let me ask that question of you and your business. Who are you sowing into? Who are you releasing? Come on, what young person are you given a chance that's not ready but is ready? Who can you think of that goes, you know what? They've got some good character. They're not quite skilled yet, but, but we'll give them a shot anyway. We'll put them on lockup this week. We'll give them the clothes. We'll get them to do the till. They're not quite ready, but they, yeah, why not? Let's give them a shot. What if we did that? See, we're not ready. My first sermon was horrible. They're getting a little bit better, I hope. <laughs> I tried to be seven different preachers in one. I tried all their voices too. <laughs> Just trying to work out who I was. And it was a train wreck. And someone gave their life to Jesus. I don't know, maybe they had a podcast in their ear of another message or something, but... But you know what? We've got to give people a chance. We've got to sow into the next generation. We've got to leave an inheritance for the next one coming through. I love Apostle Paul. He, he was full on. Man, he, he didn't hold back. He lived his life to the full. When you look at his resume, shipwrecked, beaten, stoned, left for dead a few times, in the open sea, snake bites. You know, I, like I, I stubbed my toe the other day. I mean, that's kind of my... To my Achilles five years ago, I was like, I've got nothing on Paul. But this is what Paul says. He says, as for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, I'm empty. I'm done. I'm spent. <laughs> and I'm ready to receive that crown of righteousness. And please understand, it's not because... He was awesome or he was amazing. That crown of righteousness is Jesus and what he did. See, Hebrews 10, 4, those who have been sanctified. Jesus was that offering. Hebrews 10, 18, now where there is forgiveness of these sins, there is no longer any offering for sin, which means that Jesus did it. He passed it on for us. The lesson is what God has given to us must be passed on to other people. Don't take your secrets to the grave. Don't take that mince tart recipe with you. Make sure you pass it on. Set up the next generation. I, I love, I think it was Wayne Alcorn um, said, we are to plant trees that others will sit under. Yeah, our job is to plant a tree that somebody else will sit under. I, I might never get to sit under that tree. I might not even get to see it grow. But my job is to plant it. My job is to water it. To, you know, God will grow it. I can't do that. I can't stand there and say, Grow! In the name of Mike, doesn't work. I've got no power. But I can be faithful in planting the seed. I can be faithful in getting the watering can and giving it some water. And then God brings the growth. And maybe one day, generations to come, we'll sit under that tree and go, I wonder who planted this tree. I'm pretty thankful for them. 
I've gone through, you know, Stephen Beck's now going to be leading our church and, you know, when they get back from their sabbatical. How incredible that they cut their teeth in leadership and church here in this place. You guys must have done a good job. Eruera and Marama Maxted, now leading a church in Rotorua. Doing an amazing job down there, building a, an amazing whanau, an incredible group of people down there. Adrian and Abby Daniel, who are now doing an amazing job down in, in Botany, serving alongside Stephen Becks. That God will continue to raise up as we continue to send out amazing leaders. And, and what I love is that when God raises one up and when we send one out, he says, hey, I've, I've, got, I've got another one for you. This one's going to be incredible as well. Think about that in your businesses. Think about that in your family. As you raise your children to fly, to soar, to achieve incredible things. What a blessing that is. The third thought this morning as the team come this morning. says what God has given us is complete work. It's complete work. It's finished. It's done. Colossians 2.10, it says, So you also are complete in authority. See, the last words of Jesus were, It is finished. It's finished. Sin accounted for. Righteousness available for every single person. When Jesus gave his all, when he died on the cross for us, it meant that we would become sons and daughters of the Most High God. Sons and daughters of the King. Heirs to the kingdom. Eternal life, salvation, found in Him alone. A righteousness, not not anything we've done or achieved, but in and through Christ Jesus. And we can say, this righteousness is now my righteousness because of Jesus. He's done the complete work. We just have to live our life to the full. He says, I have come that you might have life Life to the full. We just got to live life to the fullest. Take every opportunity that presents itself. Give away as much as we can. Serve as much as we can. Love as much as we can. Honor as much as we can. Anytime we spend ourselves on someone else, we are close to the heartbeat of God. Truly, we're never closer to God than when we're loving somebody else when we're laying down our life for somebody else. You say, but what if they don't repay me? But there is an eternal reward. I'm looking forward to just one conversation. You'd be amazed at how simple the conversation will be. This is the only conversation we really read in the Bible about conversation after death. My good and faithful servant. You've done what I asked of you now enter into your rest. That's it. Don't run somebody else's race. Don't try and find somebody else's lane. Find the one thing or the two things that you're called to do. Give it everything. Hand on that bat and it's like, whew, job done. I can rest now. Come on, if we were to talk with the person who's gone before us that loved one what would they say I think they'd say that live your life to the full don't hold anything back give everything you've got because when it's time to finish the rest is so good so let's not get busy doing a whole lot of stuff 
Let's live life. Live life to the full. Loving people, serving people, honoring people. And you watch what God will do in your life and the life of those around you. In a moment, we're going to invite you to come and grab a rose and come and place it at the front. You can go and collect your children and do that. They can come and join you and do that as well. But before we do that, I want to give an opportunity, as we always do every Sunday, for anybody that maybe isn't in a right relationship with God. If you're honest, you say, you know what, I'm not walking with God like I should know I want to. You're only ever one prayer away from being right with God. And that prayer simply invites God to come into our life, that we accept Jesus' forgiveness for the sins that we've committed, the sins that have separated us from God. We receive that gift of grace. We receive that forgiveness. He forgives us and he brings us the gift of eternal life. If that's you, you'd like to receive that eternal life today. If you would like to be forgiven for your sins, like I was many years ago, I'd love you to pray this prayer with me right now. We'll pray it together as a family. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you that you gave your son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Please forgive me. I turn from my old way of living and I choose to follow you. Thank you for your gift of salvation. I receive it today. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye, you to do one brave thing. On the count of three, you just slip your hand up and acknowledge, yes, I prayed that prayer. We've got a team that will just simply spot your hand and connect with you after the service, help you take your next step in God. Well, if you prayed that prayer, one, God loves you. Two, He's got an incredible plan for your life. Three, right across this place, why don't you put your hand up and say, yes, I prayed that prayer. I accepted Jesus today. Everyone here this morning saying, yes. Maybe you're coming back to God. You've been away from Him, and today you're saying, I am coming home. Anyone this morning? Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Praise God. So good. Yeah, come on. We can celebrate that. So good. So good. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you that you leave the 99 to go after the one that was lost. Thank you, Lord. Salvation is here today. We honor you. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for our sins. We have life because of you. Lord, may we live our lives to the full. We'd spend it all, give it all, serve it all, so that we would be able to honor you with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So Sarah ministers to us this morning. Why don't you come, just come and grab a rose. Come and spend as much time as you like. And Amy will close the service. Pray a prayer. Maybe ask that question. What would they say to me today? So please come.